Hey, it's Garen here. Inflation keeps rising. There won't be a better time than right now to replace the roof following the storm damage. Let the Shamrock team treat you to a free inspection and will replace the damage with the best roof at the best price. One call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Yo. Good morning, Kansas City. Hey. <laughs> He's coming back, hey. baby. Hey. Hey, <laughs> hey. That's, that's the best so far this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. By far. Oh, yeah. Or the worst, depending on who you ask. That's that's starting to sound a little Barry Whitish. <clears throat> I'm telling you, voice thirty-seven, backstage concern, front stage results, and then uh, Mickleberry Gardens honey, soothing throat spray. Raw honey with some apple cider vinegar. I think that's it. Maybe a few other delicious ingredients. Not a lot of water. Not a lot of uh, rest for the voice, so. What about these shots you've been doing with Jake? What's in that? Ginger and cayenne. Maybe it helps my voice? Uh, Probably well, not. Helps your blood and your, your you know. Helps me. Helps you. Gotcha. Okay. Your immunity. I thought that was a voice remedy. No, as well. no, no. Okay. It's a health remedy. That's something we started. Uh, yeah. We made Lebo take one. He enjoyed it. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Told me he did. Did he ask for more? Said there was no no ill effects. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was, he was a little more concerned. Right. You, I liked it. You were looking for a pick me up. It yeah. wakes you up. Yeah. It wakes you up. It's a lot of cayenne in there and a lot of ginger. Well, there's a good kick to it. There's no doubt about that. I was, right. told, I was told yesterday you need uh, some some rye whiskey. Is that right? <laughs> Rock and rye is what I've I was been. Told. Uh, I appreciate all of the um, suggestions out there, but I've been, you know, you're sounding better, dude. I've, I've been loyally sticking to. I did enough research, you know, to where this throat spray was. Or there were enough reviews or. People that said they'd used it, they're in the entertainment business. So I said, okay, it's a little pricey, but you know what? Let's 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 go. It's an it's an investment. And I had it overnighted to my house, and then combined with that, this honey spray, it's been a slow process. But I mean, I had one uh, gentleman that's a meteorologist uh, in, in another city that uh, listens to the show, not Gary Lezak. Uh, he said that just be careful because he had something similar and pushed through it and it damaged his vo- vocal cords and he couldn't talk for six weeks. So I'm like, oh, no. Should I just like take one day off completely and hopefully that'll help? But it's been okay. It's been good. So this is a very good sign because I didn't talk at all last night. So it's like I get done with the show and then I talk to you for a little bit because we were working on recording some interviews from Radio Row that didn't work out. But... I talked for a little bit, um, but then I shut her down last night, so it's good. All right, I'm happy. All right, uh, some updates from down in, uh, from over in Las Vegas from Andy Reid concerning injuries. He called Joe Tooney, the uh, terrific all-pro guard, a long shot to be able to play. And so they haven't declared him out yet, but when Andy Reid calls you a long shot, then you, you better play it on Nick Allegretti playing a guard. Which, which hey, look, he got through um, crunch time in the Buffalo Bills divisional round game and played the entire game against uh, 
the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship. And Allegretti has plenty of experience in the postseason, so if it can't be Joe Tooney, that's a pretty good backup plan we've seen. Um, Kadarius Tony is is, the, is called healthy and practicing. And Andy Reid said, we'll see if he's up or not, which means we'll see if he he's active and plays or not. So... <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. And then on Jerick McKinnon, who has been on IR and who was designated to return, he said that uh, it's a slim chance for Jerick McKinnon to return. So maybe that's just a uh, break glass in case of emergency, knock on wood. Hopefully, if, if something were to happen in practice to one of the other running backs, they've got an emergency plan in Jerick McKinnon. And also, it forces the 49ers to at least spend... Uh, a minimal amount of time, you know, thinking about Jerry McKinnon because he's uh, it's a it's a possibility. After that, I mean, Willie Willie Gay Jr. is looks like he's ready to go. There's no designation, no talk about him missing practice or anything. So, it seems like Willie Gay Jr.'s uh, ready to be a full participant coming up in the Super Bowl. And so that's it. And look, and of course Charles Amenehu, uh I think he had his ACL surgery yesterday. And so hopefully uh, he has a speedy recovery and he's good to go next year. Um, Man, watching the Super Bowl just days after having your ACL done, that's going to be uh, he'll be stuck in an uncomfortable position yeah. during that game. You won't be able to pace around nervously or anything. No, I think uh, you know, all that will be secondary to him being heartbroken that he can't play against his former team oh, in the yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, good God, can you imagine that? I it's I feel I really feel for him, man. I mean, especially after you and I talked to him about how how much it meant to get, you know, to we talked to him before the AFC right. Championship game, but how he wanted to finally get over the hump, and then like you said, to get the chance to play against his former team. I, yeah, it's heartbreaking, but but you know, I I made this point. I was talking with someone, chatting or texting with someone yesterday. Um, Jake, I don't know how long it will take to do this research, but by God, I believe you could do it before ten a.m. I could do it, but uh, just to be honest, I don't want to. Um, how many games have all four linebackers been healthy Man. and played like the whole game together? Boy. So, like in, in the playoffs, you know, when did Willie Gay get hurt? Before the Buffalo game, remember? Yeah, yeah. So he played like all the of a sudden. Game. All of a sudden, it was questionable the day before. And then he went out there and gave it gave it a go, and and then immediately was out. And so they didn't have him for the Buffalo game. They didn't have him for the Ravens game. You know, for a long time, Nick Bolton was injured. And wasn't that? Uh, I mean, week two when he first you know, he, no he he came out of what what, what injury was it where he came out because I was at the game in Jacksonville. And then everyone started texting me, how bad's Bolton? Like, what are you talking about? You know, because when you're in the stands, he he had a couple of different injuries. Yeah, he missed from, he played on September 17th. Then he didn't play again until October 12th. And then he, tr- yeah. he played October 22nd and didn't play again until December 10th. So that was the long longer injury. And so then Tranquil, he missed some games. Mm-hmm. What did he miss? I don't know. I mean, it's it's. My point is, it's, yeah. it's not that many. 
to where right. we've seen all four guys available. And all four guys have a, 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 a unique skill set. And all four guys, I mean, bring something different to the table that's very uh, important for this defense. And that, I mean, looking at it on paper before the season, like, damn. Can you remember just a couple of years ago when the linebackers were like, yeah, they're good enough, I think. They're okay. But then after investing the draft picks in Willie Gay and Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel and then the free agent money and Drew Tranquil, that was built into, I mean, to me, one of the best linebacking groups in football. We just haven't had a chance to have them all out there in the same game available and healthy to be able to do, you know, what Spags wants them to do. And that's the that's so versatile, right? Yeah. Um, and it'll, it'll allow Spags to be creative with them. Because if you think about Bolton, he's the leader. He's the green dot. He's, he's the coach on the field. Willie Gay Jr. is is so fast and athletic and can be so physical. And, you know, he he can cover. He can blitz. He can do a little bit of everything, you know, getting sideline to sideline with his athleticism and speed. We've seen the ability for, you know, hell, Leo Chanel to put his hand in the dirt and just rush and get upfield and rush the passer and and be a thumper, right? Mm-hmm. And And be good in some spots. And then, of course, Drew Tranquil, who, again, can do everything. You need him to rush the passer? Pretty damn good. You need him in coverage? Former safety in college and one of the better cover linebackers. He, he's, he's shown the ability to be effective in stopping the run. Everything, really. He's, he's done it all. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's, I'm, I'm excited to see the, you know, Steve Spagnolo to have all of those guys and his, you know, to be able to use them the way he sees fit and get a little creative. And so that's one thing that, I mean, I guess, I, well, I would guess how many games would, would you think they've been together? Five, six, maybe? Yeah, maybe. If that? Yeah, yeah. If that many? Maybe the first two, three games of the season. Then, you know, they played, They they most of them were healthy in December, but Drew Tranquil missed the game on December 10th, um, and and then the, a lot of those guys didn't play the last game of the season against I mean. the uh, Chargers. And they've only, you know, you know, they're only yeah. healthy for one playoff game. Yeah. The only other game that Drew Tranquil missed um, was the game against Buffalo, the December 10th game against Buffalo. That big one. So, yeah. Yeah. He might have made a difference in that game. Right. Um, that was one of Bolton's first games back, right? Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. right yet. I mean, that was his. I think that was his first game back. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a it's I been a small it, handful. It, of games. It's looking like it. I think the only first two. I'm I'm looking through it for you, but I think it's only first two but, games. But my point is, it's something we haven't seen. That if you're feeling bad about a Menahue missing this game for the defense, feel good about them having. Four healthy linebackers. They can make a difference in this football, especially in this football game, especially against the unique type of weapons the 49ers have. You know, the 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 best all-purpose running back there is, who's second to none when it comes to being a receiver out of the backfield. 
you know, George Kittle, one of the best tight ends. Debo Samuel, who does, does so many things around the line of scrimmage and is very physical, right? Yep. If there's a very game, if, if there's a game that you want all these unique linebackers that you've invested in, if this this is it. Yeah. This is the yeah. game. So. Yeah. And, and you know, and remember, even even Cochran had to play some significant snaps this year. I mean, Cochran, and I'm guessing that probably won't be the case. On Sunday, unless something bad happens, because they got everybody healthy, like you said, but he's even stepped in. So yeah. they, you know, they've uh, had to, yeah. So that's that's you know that's just like when I saw okay, look, Willie Gay looks like he's good to go. Like okay, fingers crossed. Now things could happen in practice, but man, would I like to see those guys all be out there and be available for Spags? I gotta not get too cocky here with my voice. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, buddy, take it easy. Use your way back. Okay, so uh, something else. We'll get through this, and uh, and this is not me being negative. This is me telling you I'm I'm done with Super Bowl week. I've been done with it. I just want to get to the game. <laughs> and most people, that's what they want. Um, and look, I I appreciate. Uh, the tremendous amount of excitement around the Super Bowl in the week leading up to it. And we're probably getting, I don't, I don't want to say arrogant, but we're spoiled, you know. Like the first week, I wanted the Super Bowl week to last forever because it was awesome. Yeah. So I was down that radio row. And every day I get to talk about the Chiefs finally being in the Super Bowl. It was awesome. We're kind of past that now. We're all we're at least I'm like, let's go. Let's get to the game. Let's go. <laughs> let's get to this game. Yeah. Because when you're down there and there are people like Lebo and, and people that cover the teams and cover the games that are trying to, to get real work done and trying to ask, you know, good questions and get good answers, there are people, many people down there just to just to basically jack around, you know, and ask ridiculous questions and try to get stupid answers, and, and most of it's fun. You know, I'll, I'll have it. Most of it's cool. Like, I like when they have little kids answer or ask, you know, ask little kid reporters in a suit, ask questions. That's fun. Let's, 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 let's watch that, you know, or, or whatever. There's bits that are funny with this. But I feel like yesterday we, we've, we've reached a certain point where, okay, all right, shut it down. Jump the shark a little. I've, 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 I've had enough. I've had enough of this. It, it got to the point where it wasn't funny anymore. It got a little creepy. And on a, and a couple of notes that I'm going to tell you about. Number one was uh, Brock Purdy. And I tweeted a picture last night that was tweeted out by a Chiefs fan. I got a little bit of a chuckle out of it. But, I, you know, I don't know. Uh... It was uh, Josh. He said he's been trying to figure out who Brock Purdy looks like for the last two years. And he says it's Lee Harvey Oswald. And so he <laughs> posted, you know, a couple of the pictures there. Of oh, my God. Brock Purdy. With oh, no. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, so it's no. okay. Hey, there's no bigger 
JFK assassination buff. Right. Then, then oh, there's probably some bigger than me, but there, I'm, I'm, I'm none that I know. You're the right? biggest one go. I know, right? None that I, I know. I'll, 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 you got a book to recommend? I'd like to read it. I drove my family crazy for spending Cotton Bowl weekend five hours at the JFK Museum at the Texas School Book Depository and refused to leave after, even after we did the tour and me spending two hours in the grassy knoll and. Having conversations with strangers. Yeah, having conversations. Well, he's not a stranger. He's an he's an acquaintance now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fellow conspiracy theorists, which I've first I fit right in with the guys there setting up tables and you know for some reason <laughs> I felt right at home. And there was at least a fifty percent chance that my family was thinking about leaving me right there. I think Dad's good. I think, I think Dad found a spot. Dad's got a new friend. Just sitting in a chair under the grassy knoll and taking questions. We know where Stephen will be retiring to. Did, you, did I tell you at one point people started asking me questions instead of the guy? Yeah, I said, yeah, well, here. told me Phil was quite impressed. Yeah, interesting question. Let me tell you, me follow up on that. According to this book. I already revealed the CIA operative to Jake, who I think pulled the trigger, and Jake, right? Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not, I'm not ready to go on here with that, okay? Fascinating. All right. But, you know, we have... It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I don't think I it's too much. much. But so Jake, Jake doesn't usually like conspiracy right. theories either. So right. that's so the problem. go with you on I don't so think if, it's too much. You know, if, if, if someone's going to really Probably warm up much. to this idea, yeah. oh, Brock Purdy looks like Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald. He kind of does. And I mean, so, at least in those pictures. And so Josh, Chiefs fan, okay. Uh-huh. So I just retweeted that to put the hashtag Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And so I thought, uh, that's it. Yeah. So this thing went viral. Oh, boy. Enough to where, yes, let's play a reporter confronting Brock Purdy. Pictures of you and, and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you two look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, Physical comparison, eh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, Brock Purdy, uh, what do you uh, what do you think about uh, being compared uh, to Lee Harvey Oswald? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh boy, <laughs> how do you answer that? Hey, Brock Purdy, do you think exactly of, how he answered it? You think of all the of all the of all the possible controversial questions that the 49ers PR staff prepped him for? Uh, <laughs> Where do you think that was on the list? Hey, hey, Brock. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Brock, just call me crazy, but uh, let's prepare you just in case they try to uh, say that you look like one of uh, the world's most notorious assassins. Here's what here's what we want you to say. Handle it this way. Okay. So I feel like like so I I, I saw that. I go okay. What are we doing here? Yeah. It might be time to scale back access well. to these players. So then, when I thought that was enough, then we take another step. And so now we have a reporter from Germany confronting Andy Reid about another conspiracy theory. And as you could hear, Andy Reid is none too happy to be 
answering this one. So, Jake, uh, play this. Coach, right here. Yep. A uh, question from Germany. Yes. Um, as you said before, um, times have changed a lot. Uh, the internet, mobile phones. Um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up concerning Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies that you guys made it into the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden? Mm. That's, that's way out of my league. Hey, Coach, hey. there's a conspiracy theory out there that uh, the NFL's rigged this for you guys to win so Travis and Taylor can get Joe Biden reelected. Your thoughts on that, please? I mean, no. He didn't no, really deny no, it. What no. are we doing? No. No. Hey, those no, reports are no. out there, man. I mean, you know, it's somebody. It's about time somebody asked. Why didn't anyone follow up with, uh, hey, Andy, uh, do you feel like uh, you're facing a quarterback that looks like Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> I mean, that Where just is another layer right. to this whole conspiracy, you know. But this is <laughs> yesterday is the day that I'd had enough of the Super Bowl press conferences. We have officially run out of questions. When you are asking one of the quarterbacks how he feels about being compared to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Listen to yeah, what I just I said. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, Brock, I, hey, any more questions? Anybody? Yeah, Brock, I got one for you. <laughs> Never told you. No. This is floating around the internet. I don't know if you know this. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. And in, in case he didn't know, and then you just got to leave their press conference. It's floating around the internet? <laughs> he's Googling. He's what? Like, <laughs> why? And it's like, why? I like how the reporter followed me. You don't see it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, oh, yeah, actually, I do. Huh. Why? Right around the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's my uncle. Right. I just haven't really been talking about it. We try not to talk about it. Kind of trying to let that go to bed. We don't talk about Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I mean, hey, I think it's of note. Andy Reid didn't deny it. You know, he just kind of he kind of dodged the question. So for those conspiracy theorists out there, maybe maybe Taylor Swift really is a plant. Maybe she's here to... To psyop, Nate. Yeah, she, that's, that's right. That's the word I've been seeing. She's a, a psyop. psyop. She really is, though. <laughs> so, I'm not joking. There it is. So that's... That's why I was laughing. If you're, if you're, if you're wondering <laughs> what kind of info is being taken out of these press conferences, there you go. What? Well, I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then they, yeah. I'm at, you know, for, I'm for people right. asking Patrick Mahomes to do impersonations. Yeah. Of I kind of feel like I need to characters. cover a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't, at this point, why not? Right. Sure. What do you think about the fluoride in your water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What kind of water system do you have? I need to go find some random coach. Hey, coach, uh, any thoughts on you being compared to John Wilkes Booth? Is there any of you? Have you heard that at all, or is that Sirhan? Sirhan is that something? Well, he, he definitely didn't do it. So. Okay, my bad. That's ridiculous. 
<laughs> Patsy. This simp right here. <laughs> Whatever, well, I mean, I, did, did Lee Harvey Oswald whatever, do it? Whatever the, no. Whatever, I mean, the, so. whatever the mainstream media will spoon feed him. He's like, mm, it's good. Woody Harrelson's dad. He was uh, yeah. one of the tramps. Yep. And he had, uh, you know, but uh, what, what, what hobos have uh, brand new shoes, right? Right. Look at the picture. The pictures but are there. He was a plant. CIA. Yeah. He was just there. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. This is Brock Purdy angle that I'm gonna have to. I mean, we got to look into it. Yeah, there's just some unanswered questions here, <laughs> still. So, Susan would be like, "Hey, what are you doing? I'm I'm, I'm looking at Brock Purdy's family tree. Leave me alone." <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, it's of note out his lineage. Yeah. Yeah. He really dodged the question too. Both he and Andy Reid. Uh, I mean, there's mm, some there's something going on. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I like mm. it. You don't see it. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you denying it? Yeah, I don't know. You know, Andy's just like, he, he, he hates almost every question. And then, then he's like, you know, that's. <laughs> I like how the, the reporter's like, how, what do you think about that comparison? No, physically. Yeah. Physically. physically. Yeah. Not <laughs> Emotionally. Yeah. Politically. Yeah. There's been no. any time in Russia lately. Right. <laughs> Brock. Yeah. Are you married? Is your wife from Russia? <laughs> Hey, you know, so your many, team's got a great rushing attack. Yeah, Speaking of rushing, you know. So <laughs> Scouts yeah. have said you have a rifle yeah. for an arm. So I'm not <laughs> Follow up on that if I could. Brock, oh. would you be willing to go sit in this window for a minute just so I could get a comparison? Man. Yeah, right. See how quickly this could. Yeah, this is. Too soon. <laughs> this is 63 is too soon. Is it? Kind of. I feel, like, yes, I feel yes. I feel like it's too soon to ask starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl how they feel about their likeness to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, I feel like they should have been skipped. But then again, what will we have done our opening segment about? So I mean, I, it's giving us some content. Yeah. There you go. Ah. I mean, that's you know, you're looking for unique Super Bowl coverage here. There you go. Good morning. Different angles. Right. Yeah. We're covering it from all yeah. sides, baby. Yeah. There were different angles. I know. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> on that saying. note, we will absolutely break. Back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John, Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez. Today on the show, we'll talk to Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, just after 8 o'clock. 8.30, Todd Lebo will join us live from Las Vegas on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. 9 o'clock, Chiefs Hall of Famer Deron Cherry will give his thoughts on the game. And then Mike DePasquale, Mike's got this, Mike's got picks. And speaking of Mike, we've got Mike Boddicker, former... Kansas City Royal in studio to talk about uh, an event coming up, but your timing is impeccable because somehow the Royals have uh, grabbed some headlines in the week leading up to the Super Bowl by signing Bobby Witt Jr. to uh, to a long-term deal. I'd just like to get your reaction, Mike, when you heard that uh, Bobby Witt Jr. was going to be staying 
in a Royals uniform for at least the next seven years? About fell out of my chair, Steve. Really? Yeah, I, w- I was not expecting that. Did you really, anybody believe that Bobby Wood Jr. was still going to be here? Nope. Mm-mm. Nobody in their right mind. And, you know, I was, I was excited about it. And uh, then I thought, is this a ploy to get the stadium to go through? Yes. <laughs> and I'm well, saying, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. But whatever. It's great. He's here. And if he continues to progress like we think he's going to progress, he's going to be fabulous. And if, and if we hit on players, we're going to be there. If we don't, we can trade him and get capital for him. But another thing is any free agent out there that said, no, I'm not going to be there because nobody's going to be. Hey, Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be there. So maybe, hey, maybe there's a shot. So it'll, it'll at least get Kansas City a look with some of the free agents, decent free agents. Yeah, I'm listening to this, though. Just this, this was tweeted last night just to get everyone on the same page. You see what his bonus was, his signing bonus? Seven million seven hundred seventy-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. He gets two million in twenty twenty-four, seven million in twenty twenty-five, then thirteen million, then nineteen million, and then twenty twenty-eight is thirty million, and then twenty-nine. He should be in his prime. And thirty will be thirty-five million apiece. Player option in thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four at thirty-five million dollars, and then club option in twenty thirty-five. Uh, I probably if, won't be here to see that one. But. Far, but full no trade. What do you think of that? Look, I give I give the <clears throat> I give Bobby Wood Jr. credit for being willing to negotiate with the Royals because yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, one of the reasons that that I didn't think it was going to happen having conversations with with people in baseball and that that have worked with the Royals. Usually when you see guys that are willing to sign very early, it's like they've been they've had luck with guys from Venezuela who have come from situations where they don't have any money, their family right. doesn't have any money and, and they'll take some guaranteed money right away. Bobby Wood Jr. came from having some decent money already in his family, got a big signing bonus when he drafted. He didn't have to he didn't have to do jump at the money right away. And and so a lot of people felt like he's just gonna ride it out and get to free agency and get his big paycheck, which he could have done. And so I give him credit for being willing to negotiate because the Royals have had other guys in the past that had no interest whatsoever in doing something like oh, that. Yeah. But I also give the Royals a lot of credit. One, one, way, one thing is for getting a little creative. In this offseason that they've had, you might notice what they've done with these options. You know, They've given players option years, which puts the team in a little bit of a bad spot because the only way those guys are going to pick up those option years is if they have a bad year. <laughs> and now they can get the guaranteed right. money. If they have a great year, they're going to they're going to, you know, decline the option and go out in free agency. But the Royals are willing to take that risk cuz that's the only way to get those guys in right now. Right. And they got creative with these options where I mean, they're going to get him all the way till he's 30 years old no matter what. And then he's got the option as to whether or not he wants to stay or renegotiate, which they've said he's he's up to that possibility, so I think they got creative, Bod. You know, they 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 went outside the box a little bit to find a way to get this done. I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Little uh, beach action on the baseball side. Piccolo, yeah. maybe they're having lunch together and figuring stuff out. And, and so you talked about uh, you know Bobby Wood Jr. Now perhaps seeing the Royals' financial commitment to him and knowing he's going to be here, um, that that could attract 
other players or other mm-hmm. pitchers. Now, the number one thing is going to attract him is money and then winning. Um, but they were able to piece together what now looks like a Major League Baseball rotation. If everybody's healthy and does pretty much what we hope they'll do. But, so, I mean, it, it's... Yeah, it's it's a lot lot better. I mean, it's like we years. had last year. I mean, it's not even good. Listen, compared to what we had last year, Cole Reagans, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, Brady Singer, and then Jordan Lyles. I mean, the, the where, where your innings guy, innings eater, supposed to be the fifth starter. Maybe he'll eat some innings. Well, he, he he will. But I mean, that's an actual major league baseball rotation. Yeah, competitive, competitive rotation which we have not had for oof, a while now. Well, there's also, I'm curious your thoughts on this, Bob, not not just free agents outside of the building, but for the young players that are on this team, there that's a statement of intent. Hey, we're playing for a serious team. They're, they're serious yeah, about exactly. winning. And if I play well, I got a chance maybe to get a contract offer here. <laughs> yeah. Too. Don't you Exa- think that no, changes exactly. the, the exactly. culture a yeah. little bit? No, no doubt about it. It does change your culture. Now we just need one of those starting pitchers to come out and say, hey, we're going to go seven, boys. We're not going to go four. We're not going to blow up this bullpen before a quarter way through the season. If we can do that, we're, there's a little competition there. Hey, I'm going to go six. I'm going to go seven. That's enough for, for today's baseball, yeah. six and seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. Did you hear when we had Cole Reagans on last week? He was awesome. No, I did not. He's a stud. And then, and on top of that, that's going into the season. And I just look, hope he stays healthy. That's, if staying he stay, healthy. If he stays healthy, yeah. Short sample size, all those things. But going into the season, you could, you could actually say they have a legitimate number one. Yeah. With, with number one stuff, mm-hmm. they can pitch like an ace. Right. Right? We do. Yeah. Reagans is that guy. If he stays healthy, yeah, he is that guy. And, and the division's there. Oh yeah, you know, like you don't have to be. It's not like you got to go. That's why I win said we're going to be competitive yeah. now. All of a sudden, we're competitive again, and people will come out to the stadium to watch a team that's got a chance. Yeah, because Kansas City, they you know, they're great. The fans have always been great here. They show up, and they 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 love their Royals, and that's you know as long long as the ownership says, hey, we're try we're going to try, people show up, and and it looks like. That this tells me, hey, we're trying. Oh yeah, and and, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with the stadium. But it's kind of like I, I hear sometimes somebody like somebody's doing a lot of charity work, and people <laughs> say, well, they're just doing it for the attention. Well, good. I hope everybody yeah. has yeah. an ulterior motive to do charity work. You know, I don't care as long as, <laughs> long as it gets done. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Like they, okay, so they're they. I'm glad they yeah. have an incentive to spend yeah. some money. The stadium wasn't the first thing that popped into my head, but. It came along oh, really yeah. quickly. Yeah, hey, you have to do this. Oh, you got to get people interested. If they're going to vote for this, yeah, yeah, we we've got to say, hey, yeah, okay, you guys want, you guys want to try, we're with you. As soon as I saw the story that he was signing, well, they won that vote. <laughs> hey, here comes the new stadium. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Okay, that's okay. But that's what Royals fans are okay. asking for. Okay, I mean, if you want money from us, just make a decision. Put your money into this team. Yeah, and they did. So okay, yeah. mm-hmm. great, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good with it. No doubt about it. I mean, I I just think about obviously they got to win for Bobby Wood Jr. to be the kind of you know the kind of star that that I'm thinking about. But like the 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 potential he had, I think about how big of a star Eric Hosmer was in this town, mm-hmm. 
And this guy's got a chance to be such a bigger star than him because he's a better player. Yeah. You, can, you can have a superstar and not win anything. Just, exactly. ask, the, just ask the Angels. Angels. You yeah. can have a couple of yeah. them. You got to. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But, it's, but in terms of the popularity that a guy has in town, he'd be a great player. But if they never win, he won't he won't reach that popularity right. level that you know that a Mahomes has or whatever. But if he does, if they win, he's oh, got yeah. a chance to be one of the biggest stars this town's ever seen. Yeah, he's that good of a player. And if he's here for like for ten, I mean, he'll be here for ten years. You know. And, and one of the things you talk about, there's no trade. There really yeah. is no such thing as no trade. You can talk to a player and say, "Hey, will you, will you, you yeah, know, if you wave it, sure. can you wave it?" Or if we're not winning, yeah. If we're not winning, he, he's not going to want to be here. And he'll say, okay, I, I want to be traded or whatever. And now now you go out and, you, and he's still, I mean, he's still going to have his talent out there on, on display. So it's a, it's a win-win for the Royals. It really is. You, you know what, uh, I think, to your point, but I'll add something to it. Yeah, he, he can become a big star. But he will never have the weight of being the biggest star in this town. That's wild because he can't be. Can't yeah. be. God, that's crazy. He can't. He, there's no, nothing that he can do. No, and, and, he and can't be. And you're talking about a guy that you just said yesterday could win an MVP. Right. He, he, <laughs> he can't be a bigger star than Mahomes. It just can't happen. And guess what? He can't be a bigger star than Kelsey. That's not, it's impossible. No, no. It sure seems it's, like it. Well, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah, with the Taylor Swift thing, it's impossible to me. Even no matter what he does, he'll never he'll never be as big a star as George Brett. Right, but I mean, like just the NFL aspect. Yeah, you can't, and so he doesn't. Well, they'll never reach the football status. Those guys in football are different. different It's just anything. So it it, is. It's almost that he can be a big star in this town, but he doesn't have to be the biggest star. So I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of him. Yeah, I mean, in in a way, like he might not ever be as big of a star as Hosmer was in his prime here, because when Hosmer and the Royals were winning. That was the biggest show in town, right? The Chiefs had right. become what the Chiefs are right now, and I mean, remember, like him walking out of that concert at, at at what was Sprint Center at the time, and just getting mobbed by yeah, everybody. One you know? of the big reasons why Hosmer was such a big star is because the many women were in, enthralled with him. Yeah, he was he's a heartthrob. Loved him. Yeah, he really yeah. was. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah, there's and but and they and they won. You know, I mean, they all won. about yeah. winning and. and uh, all about winning. It's uh, but but it's it's crazy to think in Kansas City, yeah. there's a guy that we're talking about as legitimate MVP candidate in one of the biggest sports in the country, and it's like yeah, he'll never be the biggest star because <laughs> there's a bigger one nope. that's, that's playing here. <laughs> that's amazing. Two right across the parking lot. <laughs> Two of them, man. You would never be able to top. Yep. The pop that just no it's Kelsey not, no, you know, right now because there's too many out of the world variables that have come through. Yep. I mean. Kelsey's a bigger star than Mahomes worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He just you know, just so is. Brock Purdy. I mean, if he looks likely, right. well, that's infamous. Yeah. <laughs> that's that means you're more yeah. than famous. So there's going to be uh, an event coming up at Tequila Harry's uh, coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow, and so let's take a break. When we come back. Uh, Mike will tell you why you should go uh, eat some delicious Mexican food at Tequila Harry's tomorrow. Uh, right after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We've got Mike Bodiger in studio. And tomorrow, Tequila Harry's Winter of Giving will support the Bodiger Foundation. And so what that entails is you go in there, you eat. And 10% of their sales uh, from Thursday 
tomorrow will go to the Boddicker Foundation. And somebody tell us more about that, please. Uh, Chris, uh, the owner of Tequila Harry's, started this. It's five weeks now. It, well, it used to be four weeks. Now it's five weeks. He has different different places. He uh, he donates uh, 10% of the income for the day. And uh, it's pretty neat. It really is. And uh, I know I'm going to be there. My wife will be there. And I think at least I think my son Corey's going to be there for the lunch hour and then we'll, we'll be there for dinner also hour and we're giving away some some t-shirts and uh a sweatshirt and cups and different things for what time will you be there for dinner when you want me there Steve. well i just <laughs> let me see here <laughs> no we'll be there early and we'll be there long long as they want us to be so it's it's my day to Let's drink, I guess. Oh, what? <laughs> it's your day. What My you day saying? to drink. Well, one of the days. Thursday's Kelly's day off. We've met it to come by for lunch or dinner. Which should we come by for dinner so we can see you? Is that when we'd see uh, You'll see me lunch or dinner. Oh, we will? Yeah. Okay. I'll be there. All right. We won't be there either either time. Holding court. Yeah. yeah. I am. Check with the boss on that. Yeah. We'll be there either Best Aquinas hang out in town. Oh, yeah. No okay, one. so... Uh, Selena's last uh, basketball game of the season is at 5.30 at St. Teresa's Academy. Oh, so then we'll be done 6, 6.30, 6.45-ish. And then we'll all be, you know. We'll be up there. That's halfway. Yeah. And come out, you'll be up there then? Yeah. Around 7-ish? Yeah. All right. What do you want to win? That happen. We're going we're gonna to have sweatshirts, T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. So just come giveaways. in, come in and eat and have some fun, register for prizes. Yeah, I might, I might even sign up a bunch of baseball cards that ain't worth nothing. There you go. Give them away. I'm not sure. We'll see. And, and the money goes to the Boddicker Foundation, which goes to? To Children's Mercy Hospital, which, like, basic, basically we'll take this money and it'll either, either go right straight to the Children's Mercy or we'll use it to buy bourbon for the bourbon raffle. So. And the bourbon raffle... Raises a lot of money for Children's Mercy, yes, so it's, yes. it's it's an investment in the uh, foundation. So it's perfect. An, yes, it's an yeah. investment in the foundation. Thanks to Chris, we never asked for this. He offered yeah. and wanted to know if we'd be willing to partner up, and and it was really nice. So, you know, it's it's, it's a a good cause, and all five nights they have up there are for for good charity work. So, it, it's like I yeah I can't say enough about the city, of Kansas City. The people that come out and do, do all the charity stuff, you know what it's like, and Stephen knows what it's like, and it's it's the most giving city I've ever been to in my life. How about Jake, Jake invited. Jake's always invited. He knows that. You can go up there. He he was up in the mountains the last time, yeah. a few times. I might come up for lunch. I've uh, I have some stuff in the evenings that I'm. Well, he can have lunch and, and then, then have some stuck in his beard and save it for later. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, that'd be good. Got bird living in That's there. That's right. A couple of cubby of quail in there. Tweety. Yeah. Are we going to talk football? Let's do it. Let's talk some football. Hang out. Mike Bodiger's in studio. <laughs> Back after this on WHB.